Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Episode 50. My God. Um, <laughs> sorry, sounded like I was talking to my therapist. Uh, what a way to celebrate the half century than with the... The new movie, it's out today, 1st of November, Brittany Runs a Marathon. So I sat down with the star and the director of Brittany Runs a Marathon for a very, very fittingly balanced episode. The director, Paul Downs Calazzo, and the star, Gillian Bell. Oh, God. So this is an episode where I'm, I'm going to continue the therapy chat where, uh, oh, boy, I found myself in the interview talking at them too much. And that's because the film hit me so hard and meant so much to me. And I related to the Brittany character so much that I wanted them to know <laughs> how much I adored this movie and what it meant to me and how much it mirrored uh, my own life and what I'd gone through when I was younger in terms of uh, turning my own life around. I mean, now I'm oversharing with you. But I'm going to keep... The reason why I'm telling you this is I'm going to keep my waffly intro. I mean, this is a waffly intro. But my waffly opening question, I'm going to keep it in, I think. Uh, if if, <laughs> if when you listen to the chat, it feels like I've cut it down, then I've, I've had a change of heart. Anyway, so I started watching Brittany Runs a Marathon, which is out today in cinemas. And as I say to them, within the first few minutes, there was that moment of, oh God. Uh, I, 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 I can't remember a film that has uh, resonated with me quite like this. So I, I, I absolutely adored it. I, th I mean, I think it's a, a perfect movie. I, I won't spoil the film, but... Brittany is overdoing it. She's going clubbing. Her life is... She's a bit rudderless. She's a bit of a lost soul. She has self-esteem issues. She beats herself up. She's often the butt of jokes from so-called friends and, and, and so on. And then she takes up... <coughs> excuse me. Then she takes up running. But this film probably isn't the film that you think it is and it's certainly not that I don't think it's the film that the trailer suggests it is so there's a few twists and turns along the way um I'll say no more 
but here they are, the 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 star, Gillian Bell, and um, the writer and director, Paul. What an, what an absolute thrill. Anyway, here you go. I might keep that in. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. So, I, I'll be honest with you both. Um, got to about... What I wanted to say up top is thanks very much for basically making my life story. You have no idea how close to the bone this movie was. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, there's nothing more irritating than a podcast host talking about themselves, but just to explain, uh, throughout my 20s, been drinking, you know, you, you name it. Blowing guys in bathrooms. But mate, if you had a CCTV in the, uh, in the toilet there. Um, and then I played soccer and we hired a fitness trainer and he, he, he like changed, he trained, changed my life to this guy. To the extent where I've, I've been sober for like nine years now. Uh, and I was able to send him one of those emails to say, you, you didn't realize this at the time, but you, you changed my life. So when I'm watching this film and there's a scene in the, in the club at the start and you saw, I'm sort of watching like that cause it's so personal. And then, so I had a choice either to sob uncontrollably for the remainder of the movie while this like spoke oh. to my very oh. core. And I didn't, I watched it to enjoy the film, but um, it was, it was, and I say this in the greatest way possible. It was such a, uh, a, a moving and a, an emotional watch, and I think I think with our title in particular, it's going to resonate with a lot of people because we get we hear that a lot. People when they were younger were blitzing the party scene, yeah. and then they either have an epiphany or they get into whatever it might be. They pursue a passion, right? And it changes their life. So I I really think you're I think you've got something really special on your you. hands here. You know, thank you. Yeah, but were you were you aware of that when when making it that it was more than I'll let you answer that, and then I'll say my next. <laughs> We we were when you make it. It was it was something special. I mean, I hoped. You sure. know, I thought that it. You know, for me, it was a story about finding control and finding drive and finding vision and and pursuing a dream and this idea that all of us deserve to live the most the, the fullest version of our lives as possible and that we can be our own worst enemy sometimes. Sure. Um. So, so my I got into comedy about nearly ten years ago. So instead of the the marathon, that was my thing that. You know, yeah. You know, but yeah. I, I think with I think in in today's society, especially in Britain as well, where binge drinking has been a problem, it does seem we're turning a corner there. Do you, I hope you realise that you are speaking to a lot of people with this one. Well, it's interesting because there is a uh, sort of uh, like the program, the sobriety sure. aspect is the the wisdom of that yeah. is informing. Our characters in a lot of ways. I mean, the the really well, Catherine, yeah. who has the you know the reveal of the addiction, oh, mate. is it's her wisdom of little goals and basically one day at a time and control what you can control that then translates to Brittany's sure uh, path yeah. on her own. So there, I, I you know the it's not a it, it'd be easy to look at this and think like oh it's a weight loss film or it's a fitness film yeah. and it's not. It's just about control taking ownership over your own life. I mean, what, what in the intro? What I want to put across to the listener is, and I'm not, I'm not knocking the trailer because I know that trailers have got, have got a job to do. They've got to get the, the bums on the seats and the, you know, the dollar mm-hmm. at the, at the tiller and all that. But I wouldn't want anyone to watch the trailer and think this is going to be like an Apatow movie or like a uh, a Bridesmaids or a, a Seth Rogen comedy. I th- and I'm not, I love those movies. Yeah, of course. But I felt it's more profound than that. I think this is a, I think it's a. I emailed these guys this morning. I just went, "What a fucking great movie!" Thanks. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll 
I would be recommending this to everyone I've ever met, basically. Um, how, how rewarding for you as well? Because, I mean, I've been, a, I know, I know you'll hear this a lot, but a lot of people have been such a fan of yours for so many years. And to see you boss a movie like this is, is wonderful. Thank you so much. It meant a lot to me. It changed my life. Go on. Well, I mean, first leading role, first time doing something that had dramatic elements, very different for me. Um, it took someone believing in me. That was Paul. Are you serious? Yeah. And, and, uh, and honestly, it, it, it made me look at a lot of things in my own personal life and, and how I was treating myself and, and what I thought I was capable of. And, uh, and that's what we're, you know, hoping other people relate to too. It's, it's beautiful what you're saying. I'm so glad you relate to it. So sorry I talked for, I looked at the, no, how long I've been talking that. for, I kind of, I've done a tight five there. Um, I don't know if I'm the first person to say this, but um, are people talking Oscar? I don't know. We're, we're so... Oh, okay, I, all right, I am. We're I, so, we're so you know, we've been promoting this film now for eight months. Yeah. And we have been focused so hard on just trying to get people to see it and and appreciate it the way it seems you've appreciated it. Yeah. That we are... I don't even think we know what month it is. And I don't, okay. I don't know what month yeah. it is, actually. Sure. I went December first, and it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not December. Um, no, I mean it has been. It's it's been a reward seeing people relate to the to the film. You're getting a lot of that, like people with similar reactions to me. In that, yeah, and like the great thing is, you know, we hoped. We knew at Sundance that we had hit women just because of the response that we immediately had when we walked off stage from Sundance. But it became clear that it was reaching men on emotional levels of all ages, of all sizes, because everyone was seeing themselves in Britney. Oh, my God. In, I mean, in different ways. It's not literal. I can't think of a, I honestly can't think of a, and I'm, I can look you both in the whites of the eyes here. I can't think of a character that I've resonated with uh, it, it, for a very, very long time. That's awesome. You know, the beating myself up, the. The fucking up, the making mistakes, and then and now I'm fucking up, and then people having a word with you, and then you don't like people having a word with you. You know, it's all that sort of thing. Yeah, right, um, right. But you say, you know, is there a lot of you in this then? Yeah, there was there was definitely a lot of me. Just when I read the script, I I sort of you know, and I said to Paul, I'm like, well. Who are you? How do you understand women so well? And how do you really? understand me so well? And like, because this is this is stuff I've been dealing with for years, and it's finally come out in a in a script form, and and I have to play her desperately. Like I'm desperate to play her, um, and I'm terrified of playing her equally. And I I think that's the sign of something you should push yourself to try to do. Like, I was like, please give me this, but also I don't know if I can do it, but let's try. But also you were like, no one else is doing yes, this. Yes, yes. I'm like, no one else ha has this. I have to do it because I've lived it. But that's, I mean, that's a hard thing in itself because I know, you know, we're supposed to get out of our comfort zone and push ourselves. Sometimes it's quite nice being in the comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. How did you make yourself, because even that in itself, the the, the your own journey uh, of, of the role, how did you make yourself commit to it? Because I, I guess you could have not done it and been perfectly happy shining in these amazing supporting roles. I, I, I would be happy doing just like comedic roles over and over again. Um, but I, I just thought I, I should try something different. I should push myself. And 
this was definitely pushing myself, but something still that I could tap into uh, within my own skin, within my own body. And I, I, I started, I had the script seven months before we started shooting and I just memorized it like a play. And I was also training at the same time and working out and eating very healthy. And all of it was just sort of in the same world as what Brittany was going through, you know, sort of abandoning her old habits and, and, and becoming this new person. So it all sort of lined up. And, and when we went to shoot, it was like, I had already been kind of living in her skin for a while. I mean, I mean, the movie plays as someone who's. If you saw my audiobook collection, even Oprah Winfrey would be like, "Wow, are you, are you okay?" Um, were you aware that what you've made here is essentially a? And I, I say this with love in my heart. It's a personal development book. Yeah. You know, it's are you I into mean, are you into that sort of stuff? Yeah, and really, like for me, I, I'm not a woman. I have never had body image issues, really. You know, I have probably a standard amount, but I don't think I've been plagued with it the way that a lot of people have. And I had to, you know, I came out of the closet as gay when I was in my early 20s, and I had to unlearn a lot of what I learned about myself in the world if I wanted to live the life that I wanted to live. I had to sort of change the way that I looked at myself and change the way that I asked other people to look at me and not be the sidekick in my own life. I had to be the lead. And yeah. so people came and went, and uh, my I, vision for myself changed. And my, I had a sibling who said to me, you know, it's I'm jealous of gay people. I said, why? And he said, because you guys have a socially acceptable way of coming out. You have a socially acceptable way of saying, hold up, I've been inauthentic this entire time. Mm-hmm. In reality... This is who I am, and I've painted myself into a corner, and I don't want to be in that corner anymore, and I'm starting over, and I'm starting fresh. Straight people don't have a chance to do that. And I thought, well, that's unfortunate, because everybody at any time in their life should be able to come out. Anybody should be able to say, this is who I am, regardless of gay or not. Everyone should be able to say, I actually have a better life that I want to be living, and I have a pure soul that I want to be expressing, and I have the right to, to share that with the world, regardless of the choices I've made up until this point. And so this movie, you know, I had to do a lot of unpacking. I had to read a lot of Oprah books and self-help books as I was figuring out how to respect myself in my early 20s. And when I moved in with my roommate, Brittany, in my mid-20s, yeah. I got the inspiration for this film. It was a lot of my experience of learning how to respect myself that I used in my friendship with her to to encourage her to find herself too. I must say, when the when the movie ends and it goes, you know, this is for Brittany, in, in my mind there's like this 80s American high school comedy record scratch. I was like, what? So I, I, I didn't... I, Oh, my hands up. No, I mean, that's that's extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah. And and it's not, you know, it's not, uh, nothing in the movie is a recreation of anything that happened in her life. But I was inspired by her emotional journey and the the goal she set for herself. And there are milestones along the way that I borrowed from her story, too. Jillian, when when did you realize that you you had funny bones? (laughs) That I had what? In Britain, we have the, have you heard, do you have that phrase in America? Funny. If someone has funny bones. Oh, funny bones. means that they're just a natural. Oh, that's you know, cute. I yeah. love funny bones. Have you never bones. heard, honestly, is that not an American thing as well? I, I mean. There's a funny. No, I don't no, think so. Yeah. No. So, so say on the, if you, if you, on the comedy circuit, one comedian would say of another one, they've got funny bones. And that's like the, I think that's the highest compliment you can give someone. Because oh, wow. what they mean is they're just naturally, funny falls off them. They cannot, if they uh, walked in here now, you'd be like, you know. Oh, I'm trying to get it. Who else would have funny bones? Jim Carrey has funny bones. Jim Carrey has funny bones. I think, I think Sandler has funny bones. Yeah, he does. But you have, but you have funny bones. Oh, thank you. That's the highest compliment. I love that. I love funny bones. 
Um, So is that not a natural thing or is that something you've had to work at then? No, I always like making my family laugh. Like at a young age, I was was a goof. Sure. Um, And, you know, growing up too, I think like my dad started having like – financial struggles and it was hard for our family and I we'd go swimming every day and I would I would always try to like make him laugh at the end of his day so I think like there's there's you know there's joy and pain in it and um but I I I always like making people laugh. I watched at, at Saturday Night Live at a very young age and in living color and I was like this is all I want to do so um I always knew I wanted to perform who were your heroes in that regard then comedy Oh, I I, mean... I I heard Norm MacDonald say relatively recently... God, it's funny. Oh, my God. So Norm MacDonald said recently, he said, said, in Britain, you all look at America. So all my heroes are people like, you know, David David Letterman and, you know, you mentioned SNL and, you know, Conan O'Brien and so on and so on. And he said, but in America, they look the other way and they're... uh, They love Python and and, and Blacker and things like that. So I think often there's such a... Crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um... Now you have to name a British guy. I no, know, you don't. Like, as soon as I was saying that, I thought I shouldn't have said no, that. No, no, no. Um, some of my like comedic heroes are uh, Madeline Kahn, Catherine O'Hara, Tim Curry. Um, See, they're all absolute titans, aren't they? Uh, they're amazing. Yeah. I, I and, and then, like, you know, from SNL, it was, like, Sherry O'Terry, Maya Rudolph, uh, Anna Gasteyer, all of them. I mean, Kristen Wiig, Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan, Chris Parnell. So many funny people. So not, I mean, it's, it's incredible, isn't it, that, yeah. that, what that show has uh, produced? Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I grew up, like, just glued to the television and watching how it all worked and, and what made people laugh. And then she worked there for a year. Sure. Yeah, I worked there That's for a year. That's true. No, it was crazy. I still remember that feeling of being there for the first episode and everybody's, you know, running around getting their sketches together and I heard the band warming up. And so I went I went and like peeked through the curtains and it's just no one's watching and I'm just standing there watching sure. the band warm up to, you know, like that the opening credits and I'm just like, I Holy, can't believe I'm yeah. here. Just full goosebumps. Is that a teary moment? Yeah. Oh, definitely. So I do, a lot, I do a lot of, I'll take this out because it's not interesting. So I do a lot of TV warm-up. But even, uh, but oh, even, But even now, I mean, I've been doing it years, but still to this day, I will look, I still, I'm such a emotional fool, but I look up and the lights and the, yeah. look at the cat, I still get a oh, yeah. puzzle for that, you know. Incredibly emotional. Um, may I ask about SNL? So I've, re- I've read a lot about that show. Uh, there's The Oral History, which is a, a, a terrific book. And then I read... Uh, the guy from J- Jay Moore, I read Jay Moore's book mm-hmm. about it, Gasping for Air Time, I think it's called. Did you enjoy it? Because it's, it, when I listen to podcasts or read about it, it, it actually sounds like it could be hell on earth. What, I, I, yeah, the whole it? experience is, is horrible and incredible. Sure. It's both. Yeah. It's, you know, I like look, this sounds very dramatic, but I will look at pictures of me after SNL and I'm like I smile different <laughs> like yeah. I lost something there I lost an innocence there and I think it's because wow, yeah. it's like don't meet your heroes it's like one of that like it's you pull back the curtain and there's gonna be stuff about it that just is awful and doesn't make sense and is old school and and a lot of that is just like simple things of just there's no 
no one tells you the rules until you've broken them. And so, like, little things where you're just like, oh, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that. And they're like, yeah, well, you did it. And now it's, you know, there's also great things about SNL. I, I met incredible um, writers and cast members and and – and got to put up really silly things, yeah. and some of them worked, and some of them did not work. But it was still a joy. Um, I I took to they make DVDs of, or at least they did, of um, the sketches that you would write and produce. And God, I didn't know that. That's yeah. Amazing. yeah. So they would um, between dress and air, you could rewatch it and see like what cuts you would make from your sketch. And some of them would just you would go into Lauren's office and find out they've been cut completely. But if they did, I. I would take them so that I could have them. Yeah, sure. So now I have a couple of like random DVDs of sketches that didn't make it. And there was one that bombed so hard that the, all of the people in it, all the performers were breaking. They sure. were laughing so hard. Yeah. Like, like because they thought it was funny, but no one else did. <laughs> There's joy in those moments. It was well. such joy. Yeah. It, it makes me so happy. It was so ridiculous. It was, um, uh, Charles Barkley. And Kristen Wiig as grief counselors. <laughs> and they were they were in an office. They were in an office who like half of the office died over the weekend from a barbecue a company barbecue where there was salmonella poisoning. And so they hired grief counselors to come in, but the grief counselors came in and they're like, come on. <laughs> Come on. And they're like all joyful and playing funny games with them to distract them and everyone's so disturbed because everyone they know has died. And it it's no no one in the audience got it. And sure. people within the sketch were breaking and it made me so happy. Is that YouTubeable or is it No, you can't find it. Awesome. But you can. I have it. How often do you watch it? I've probably only seen it like three times since, but it's because people will say like, oh, wait, I want to see it. it." Yeah. No, I literally want to see it. I literally literally want to see it. Seth Meyers was doing a thing for a while. I don't know if he's still doing it where they recreate sketches that didn't go well in SNL. And and Chris and Wig had talked about doing that one at one time. It's really ridiculous. Now, with with Britney, what what you've done there is – I always think the sign of a great movie or TV show or whatever is when – Someone builds a world that you totally believe. And it's not just the characters, it's how it's shot, it's it's everything about it. What was that? Do, do you understand what, what I mean there? I think so. Uh, you've got, you've, you have your own unique thing going on in, in the way that, say, I know we shouldn't talk about it, but say when Woody Allen came along, he had his own unique thing going on there. It feels like you you have your own unique sensibility. Wow, thanks. Um, did, did you have inspirations or, or was this, did you deliberately... Did you deliberately do that, try to be as original as possible? Uh, I told the story the way that I felt it. I mean, I guess that's the best answer. I was, uh, you know, I wanted the story to be really inside of the character. She's the protagonist and the antagonist. And so I wanted the world to mimic her story. You okay? No, I mean, that's, I bet I'll be... What you've just said, I'll be using that as my own opinion. I mean, she's, you know, she's the protagonist and antagonist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she is. She's she her is. own worst enemy. She is. And she starts the film avoiding vulnerability and deflecting vulnerability <sighs> through humor. So I wanted the world to feel bright and flat because that's what she was as a person. She was bright, but she was flat. And then over the course of the film, she finds her darkness and her depth. And I wanted the world to find the darkness and the depth, too. And then it gets too dark. And... And for her, and that's why the film is actually a drama, you know? And then by the end of it, I wanted her to have balance, and so I wanted the world to have balance. So really, it all stemmed from character. Nothing was sort of put on top of it. It was all starting with 
who Brittany was, what her journey was, and then figuring out how to highlight that for the audience in every way possible, including the look of the thing. Um, I don't want to spoil anything about this movie, and I want as many people on the planet to to see go it. see it. So, so I'll, I'll be careful when I say this, but there is, I think, I think I can say there, there is a scene where uh, someone tries to be nice, and again, if you two had like reached in and ripped my soul out, now that's a, that's a hell of a scene. Do you know the you know the scene I mean? Birthday. No. The I'll have to take this bit out. They've they've, they've chips in and they've got the check so that she can. Oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah. A lot of people that hits. Really hard. I mean, that's a that's a ten out of ten movie scene. You know, if you're nice. talking about like your, you know, I think of say Harrison Ford in Witness, where he sees uh, Haas looking at the cabinet and he gets out of his chair. Just scenes that stay with you forever. That scene with, I mean, that's we were aware that that was I was movie you know, gold. I no, I mean, I was. I thought that this was a uh, the 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 inevitable and surprising next step on her journey, and it made sense for the character, and the performance was excellent. But I, I did a before I even did a friends and family screening, I had a few people come in and watch the movie in the edit bay, and one person in particular just broke down in audible sobs in that moment. And I was it me? Yeah, it was <laughs> me. Thank you for coming to that. Yeah. No, but I and I realized that that was actually going to be a moment for a lot of people, and it turned out to be a moment for a lot of people where they related so hard to the idea of rejecting help and rejecting love and kindness. How, how did you get into to what you do? Like, how, like I'm, I'm a playwright. Yep. To start, you mean before that? Yeah. Well, I moved around a lot. I we I didn't have a very cultured family. We watched you know sitcoms and soap operas, and then uh, because I moved around a lot, I the thing that was consistent in my life were these NBC shows, these NBC sitcoms, and so I would. So you're growing up watching what things like Cheers. Yeah, and I and I found a radio station that played the audio to the to the shows, so I would record them on my karaoke machine and then just sort of mm. play them on a loop uh, at night. With my Walkman on, incredible. I think that's where I fell in love. I think that's part of where I fell in love with dialogue. I was just about to say, yeah, sure. Yeah, or rhythm. You know, I also was a tap dancer as a kid, and I think that's part of it. And I think also I had ADD, and I had a hard time following conversations, so I often had to use context clues to figure out what was going on. And I think that was actually a thrill for me was being out of a conversation and then sort of tuning in in the middle. Should I speak slower because this is? I don't Mate, know. I, honestly, I'm 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 two steps away from like ah. No, this is yeah. this is great. And I so I would like zone out of conversations and come back into the middle of conversations. And while I'd be in the middle, I would have to use what they were saying to figure out what they were talking about, which I'm sure everybody does when they zone out. But it happened to me quite a lot. And because of that, I liked the sort of buried information within conversations. So I think, yeah, so I think that plus the sort of dialogue of sitcoms plus the sort of rhythm of tap dancing and being a musician as a kid sort of led to my uh, life as a playwright where, where the words are music, where it's all rhythm. You're writing because the actors are the editors too, when you're on stage. And so there's a, you're telling the story not only in the exact words, but also in the rhythm and the tone and the pauses in which the story is told. That's why playwrights say beat a lot. Beat, beat, beat. 
there's you know yep. this is a this is actually a musical beat here of dialogue and so I started there and that was sort of my into this world was understanding the rhythm of it without understanding the words as much and then I started writing and then, you know, in rehearsal, I would be able to see what words were working or not. But I would start with really the song of the piece before the, the music of the piece, before the actual words. And then I started, you know, reading. I started reading late in life. And as I was doing that, I became sort of obsessed with the actual words. And that was when I started working in television. And then film. I really never planned to work in film. And I never planned to direct a film. I never planned to direct anything, but I had seen how things could get lost in translation. I was, you know, as a playwright, I was also hugely into starting with character and rooting everything in character. And, uh, and I saw how that character isn't as valued often as style in a lot of popular film and TV or, or plot in a lot of film and yeah. TV projects. And I wanted character to be preserved in this specific story. So uh, I called and asked if I could direct this movie and they had said, no, you know, I'd already written it. They had said, no, they were looking for a director, but they left the door slightly open the producers and I, Oh my God. And I did a, did a, a new version of a tap dance for them to, to show them that I could, uh, do it. And they, they graciously let me. See, and I think you've answered the, that also adds, uh, meat to the previous bone. I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, I think that explains why you have, your own unique sensibility that that background because when i'm watching the film as i said earlier i'm not i'm not thinking this is like x y or z millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Got your own finger. Oh, my God. You thank know. you. Thanks. If, if you he, does, he does really care about character. Like, it is so apparent, like, from the get-go. I'm like, every single person is unique, oh. but also not unique in, like, that people can find themselves in them. Thanks. You're absolutely right. And every character in that, in in Brittany, is a fully three dimensional. Yeah, I it's feel not I just know one thing. It's it's you know they've gone through their own journey or they're seeking their own 
moment. You know, even Gretchen is like yeah. looking for validation in unhealthy ways. Right. And, and you know, thinks she's doing something good with her life. Part of the concept of the film was to take characters that were sidekicks in most movies and make them all leading characters. Are you serious? Yeah, and that's that's what's happening with Brittany. Oh, what a good and, idea. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> that's what's happening at the forefront, but that's also what's happening with all of the other characters is you take these sort of tropes, the sort of hot mess, party girl, fat sidekick, and the gay best friend, and the woman who's got it all going on, and you just sort of ground it, and you ask the audience to empathize instead of laugh at these people. I mean, the scene... With, I, can't, I, don't, I don't remember this movie. The scene where a certain character is on her computer looking at social media. Yeah. And, I mean... And again, and again you know, I mean, that's... The, Towards the, the end. The yeah. beauty of the writing there is, we, you know, I thought that character was excellent, of course. Yeah. And that's the... I mean, the, I mean this, this movie... I feel, I feel like a... I feel like I'm working for a shopping network trying to sell your... Uh, no. <laughs> and, and you know what? It's, it's my, it's it's my so privilege. It's so touching um, to have you have, have this response. But one of the many messages of this movie is, and I, I, you know, with, with Britney, in my, you know, my 20s, I was certainly like this... Uh, I think I fell in love with the whole, oh, God, woe is me. You know, but the when you grow up, you realise that we've all got our own... Yeah. Shit, haven't we? That, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. That's is, such a that's such a and an never, awakening, you know. It never stops. Yeah. Everyone at every age is trying to get their shit together. Everyone <laughs> at every age is trying to find their footing, and so it's not like coming of age is literally all of us all of the time. We're coming up whatever age we are right now, and it's the same story, which is just trying to not live a shit life, you know, just trying to live a good life. Um. So what was was this movie? The I know you said it changed your life, but if Britney has her own epiphany, did you did you have one yourself? Where, where your life took that turn and you became this hugely popular actor? Oh, um, like, okay, wait, hold on. I, like, I guess a moment where you think, oh, actually, I'm, 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 I'm really good at this, you know. Oh, with acting? Yeah. Oh, no, I... I still waiting for that. Still waiting for that to happen. Because obviously, say, 20, 22 Jump Street, mm-hmm. you, you get... Great reviews for that. You know, there's a lot of love for you. I wonder if that was the... that 22 Jump Street, that was another life changer because it felt like, you know, I was working with... I First of all, I went and saw 21 Jump Street twice in the so, I mean, Once by myself. Fantastic. Because I was just like, this is so well done. It's brilliant. Phil and Chris are uh, unbelievable. Oh. And they are so smart about putting heart at the center of it all. Um, in this big you know, kind of broad comedy at times, but it's but there's heart there, and you care about these two people, and and um, and and the friendship feels very real. Uh, so I love that. And then getting to be in the second one, I was so blown away by it. And I'm working mostly with Jonah Hill, who's I think one of the best improvisers I've ever seen in my life. Really, and he was so um, supportive. And with that, I I had a little bit of like, maybe I'm okay. Maybe I can get to do this with my life. Because if this person who I hold to such a high level is like being complimentary, I, I was like, okay, maybe I don't feel as, you know, because I feel like every job I do, I'm the first day is the worst day of my life. I, I feel like I don't, I shouldn't do this with my life. Jillian, I'm, she needs some Oprah books. I need Oprah books. I do. I need a ton of Oprah books. you care so much. I care so much. And I think... You're so brilliant. I'm the person that's going to ruin every oh. single movie that I am. And, and 
I think I just did one where I might have ruined it. But I anyway, it which, doesn't which, matter. Which movie? Brittany runs a marathon. <laughs> it's Brittany runs a marathon. Um, oh, um, yes. Uh, be, be, can, I, can, I, can I say it? Well, you don't know it, but it, oh, I'm it not, worried that there's another one. Oh, is there not, another one? You're not talking Bill and Ted. No, 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 not Bill and Ted. I had such a small part, but it, you know, you're constantly worried that you're just like you're going to be the thing that screws up. What is a wonderful movie? Can you? T- you now, I'm 41, so uh, I'm already counting down for Bill and Ted. Can you tell us anything without? I know that. I, don't I can't really tell too much. It's unfortunate. Say, make a lie. So that Please don't make a lie. No, no. I live in a lie. It involves the Muppets at a piano bar. <laughs> Sold. I know. <laughs> I know, right? That would be a great movie. Uh, I got to be there when they got into character for the first time, which was really cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, like their first scene. And, and I actually walked up to Keanu and I was like, first one. Oh, my gosh. And he's like. Julia, why did you do that? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Which was very sweet. He's so sweet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was really cool to be there, be part of it. Is he present company accepted? Is he the nicest man in the universe? He's so nice. And he's nice in ways that you're not quite expecting. Like, we would all be sitting in a room together and a new person would walk in and he'd leave. And I was like, oh, is he uncomfortable? Like, what is happening? And he was leaving to go get an extra chair. Are you joking? So, like, you know what I mean for that? He's like, it's subtle nice that I just, I appreciate. I'm like, oh, you're just a good Good human being. Yeah. Are you prepared for um, this tsunami of love and positivity that's going to come your way with this? movie uh i mean it's so weird you said it best yesterday i feel like you were talking about um the movie coming out and it's like is did you finally take it in i'm like oh i feel like it hasn't even come out yet or it did but promoting it for eight months i mean our premiere was at sundance in january and then from there it was just slowly showing the movie so it's not it's it's never felt like a firework it's always it's felt like a slow creep of the ocean just sort of uh, moving into the land, and not that stopping. can be a good thing, though, can't it? Truly, yeah. yeah. And it's, but it's, we've had time to acclimate slowly to right. people, more and more people having seen the film, and and the response has been lovely, and we're very grateful. Yeah, for it's that. good. You kind of get to enjoy it a little bit more because it's, you know, people are seeing their the movie on their own time, yeah. and so it's not like, you know, the day it came out, my. My phone was not blowing up. I don't know about you. Maybe yours. No, was... it was on five theaters the day it came out. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So like, no one was really but over here. Reaching it's, out. it's November, isn't it? It comes out yeah next week or something. Yeah, November one. Right. Yeah, November one. Before, but now, before before we go, may I ask what do you when you're not acting, writing, directing, having funny bones? Uh, what, what do you what do you do for balance? When we're not writing, I know I'm constantly writing. I know me too. Um. I like to go to the movies. I like to go watch movies. I I love playing with my dogs, swimming. God, I love swimming. I love swimming. I'm not good at it, but I feel so. No, I love being in water. I'm yeah. very creative in water, but that again goes back to creativity. But yeah, uh, honestly, I get depressed if I'm not creating. So, I mean, the yeah, you know, I get, it's I, get hard. I get the old self-loathing if I'm not. You do. Doing, I do. Yeah. I just get sort of existential depression, existential sure. dread. I start to think about like the meaninglessness of everything, and the only medicine for that t- tends to be cooking up something in my head. Yeah, do you know the, um, a friend of mine is? Do you know Romish Romish Ranganathan? He had a show in a, in America, Mm-mm. 
and uh, terrific comedian. But I, I said to him, because we, we were quite similar, I got home from a, a gig the other night and I watched a soccer show for fi- five minutes. And after five minutes, I was like, you piece of shit. You know, that I'd actually, <laughs> yeah, you know. You felt mad at yourself for not doing something. For not working wow. on it, you know. Yeah, we have Do you know to what I mean by that? Were you Catholic? You know what? I mean, I don't know if I can keep this in. I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm sharing this. I'm, tra- I'm looking to, I'm, I'm in the process. I'm, I'm in touch oh, with my local church of converting to Catholicism. Oh, well, really? that's not going to help you. Because my guilt, but I, this guilt. Well, they, they only give you more In my of it. DNA. I, yeah. I, I was raised Catholic. I was Really? Too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. And I'm saying that's where my guilt comes from. Do you think I, so I shouldn't do this? I think you should follow whatever path you want, but I'll tell you that being Catholic is part of what taught me what is good and bad. And in such a black and white term, there is good and there is bad. And also, I think that part of the reason I can't relax in the world is because I feel guilty relaxing when there's so much pain and suffering in the world and feeling happy when there's so much pain and suffering in the world. And I think that's a direct result of my Catholic upbringing. So I would do you, but for me, that's oh my, God. my I'm so glad. I'm so glad we had this conversation. I wouldn't, if you're looking to alleviate guilt, I wouldn't become a Catholic. That's, that's. I think I'm looking to act, maybe understand just, it and just acknowledge that it's in there, you know? Yeah. What, what did what did in that case? Uh, I'm selfish asking for help here. Yeah. So what, what if it's not Catholicism? What what are you doing to Medita- being- meditation? Transcendental meditation. Go on. It's Oprah's thing. Transcendental meditation. It's just a chant. You do it twice a day. You do it in your head, and it sort of puts a buffer between you and your thoughts, and makes you realize you aren't your thoughts. It's 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 life changing when I do it. So I've, I've looked into this, but do you not have to? Get, do you have to pay for a teacher, a one on one? You, there, there is a one-time fee if you go to the Transcendental Meditation Center. There's also this thing called Akhem Meditation, which is like only 99 bucks for the one-time fee. But it's, I'm sure there's a way that you can find out how to do it for free. It's so simple. You're not supposed to say what it is, but literally it's just a chant. That's all it is. Sure. You go and you pay the money and you're like, you kidding? What a ripoff. Yeah. But ultimately it's this life-changing tool where you wake up in the morning, you, you, you do it immediately for 12 to 20 minutes. And it just sort of puts a buffer between you and all of your thoughts so that you realize that those thoughts are not you. Those thoughts are thoughts and they're just passing through. They're guests in the house of you and they can come and go. I would say if you're experimenting with things right now, try a guided meditation. Just Oh, I do a lot of... You do. Yeah, guided. headphones do on. Do you like it? I do, but I feel like I'm riding a bike with stabilizers on. Mm. Which is fine, you know, which is lovely. Yeah. But I listen to a lot. Then maybe this will do be you, for you. Do you, uh, you have ADD at all? Have you ever taken Adderall? No. Adderall does this thing. I have ADD. Adderall does this thing where your mind goes off and Adder- when you're on Adderall, your mind comes back to center, right? So say you're looking at a computer screen and your mind goes off to the clock and you come back to center. That's what Adderall does. Transcendental meditation does it in a more whole, complete, amazing way, which is for the first 12 minutes of your day or the first 20 minutes of your day, you're training yourself to come back to center, which is a place of peace, which is a place of no thoughts. So as these thoughts happen that call you to give your attention to them, like, God, what a piece of shit I am for watching the soccer game, <laughs> you have the tool and the practice and the habit of going, no, back here. Sure. So you go there, and then you're here. And because you've spent 20 minutes doing it right at the top of your morning, you don't have to think about it. You just That thought happens, and you're back here. That's what has helped me with guilt. That's what's helped me with shame. That's what's helped me with sort of distraction. So, th- thank you very much. Yeah. See, see, I mean, I didn't expect this chat to... Oprah. But, but I'm glad it did. It's Oprah. Oprah's thing. 
Thank you. I think we can all agree. Thank you, Oprah. Thank you, Oprah. <laughs> um, well, look, when the when those uh, when those Oscar noms are released, I'll be I'll be rooting for both of you. Oh, thank, thank you. That's you. very do, do, nice. Do you care about that sort of stuff, or is it just? I I think it's hard to do anything with that hope or intention, or just because it it you you for me, I I just want to I want to make the work that I want to make based on my value system, and that's it. So uh, you know, it's all fun and lovely and ultimately i think would be damaging if i if i hoped (laughs) yeah i understand that yeah i mean i think you can't help but grow up with those things around you and think like how cool to to be respected in your community and and like and critically acclaimed um you can't hope for it but if it happens very cool um, and also I'm a big fan of just anything that, um, that allows you to be in the driver's seat more. And yeah. I think sometimes those moments that. help you to, to have more people go, Oh, you have good instincts. What would you like to do? And then you can do whatever you want. And hopefully you stay on. That's where I think your that's value great. system comes in and you go, yeah. I'd like to do. Yes. It's a good, it's a, it, it seems like it's a great thing for, uh, for agency in your creative life. Exactly. Yeah. But now, I, I know I, would, I do have to go. I'm so sorry. Um, so I know you've got Bill and Ted coming up. May I ask, what's, what's the next project then? I'm working on a few things right now. One I've been writing for a year, a little over a year, and it's a historical thriller, and it's very different. But wow. as my friend says, it's still me doing what I like to do, which is what Brittany was, which is unfreakifying a freak. So it seems to me that might be what I like to do the best. Oh Unfreakifying a freak, yeah. yeah. So I'll let you know. But there's, you know, this opportunity. This movie has afforded me a lot of opportunities that are very cool and exciting, and I'm meeting really interesting people that hopefully I'll be able to share art with you with from them and me soon. Well, uh, to, to anyone who's not seen the film yet, I think this uh, this is going to resonate with uh, a heck of a lot of people. So on a personal level, thank you so much. Please. I'm trying not to tear up when I say thank Please. you there. Thank Thanks you. very much. Cheers, guys. That was amazing. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks. A uh, huge and heartfelt thanks to uh, Gillian and Paul and to everyone who uh, made that interview happen. I I thought it was an absolute banger, that. I, anyway, uh, that's 50 episodes. So huge thanks. Here's to the next 5,000. Um, if, you've, if you've got a favourite, maybe share on Twitter. I mean, you know, if you don't want... Uh, at Balance LDN, I'm at James Gill Comedy. On a personal level, I would like to offer huge thanks to me. No, I'm joking. To uh, <laughs> in my mind, if I've in my mind when I definitely win an Oscar, that is my, that is the gag I would crack. I would get not that I've over. Not that, I once told I once interviewed Catherine Hahn that that she's a great actor for Balance about daydreaming about winning the Oscar, and she looked, she was wonderful. But she did look at me as if to say, not even I've daydreamed about winning an Oscar. And and I'm an actor. Uh, anyway, to carry on with the self-indulgent Oscar speech. Huge and heartfelt thanks to Sophie Scott uh, for encouraging me to set this podcast up. And huge thanks to everyone who's, who has helped. All the, all the guests. I'm saying this like we're, we're finished. We haven't. We've, hey. We've only just begun. Uh, very grateful. I think you all know that I'm a I'm a grateful man. 
Uh, if you've enjoyed them, spread the word, tell your friends, it helps like you would not believe. Five star reviews. Do we do, do we do shout outs for five star reviews? I know that's what some podcasts do. Who knows? Uh, anyway, thank you as always from the bottom of my heart. I'm very grateful. Uh, I'm James Gill. I'm at James Gill Comedy. Oh, oh, how could I forget? Email podcast at balance.media. And for sales, I mean, that was quite the catchphrase in the early episodes. Uh, sales at balance. That's my agent. It's interesting, isn't it? Uh, sales at balance.media. I better take this. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.